My brand voice guide is my business's North Star when it comes to keeping all my business content and marketing content clear, consistent, and inviting. That's why I created the brand voice guide outline you wish you had sooner, which is a free resource to help your business experience the same as mine. So all you have to do is plug in your business details into the given outline that I've created that has all the essential components of a brand voice guide. So you don't even have to pay to get it created like I did. You can plug in your information and you'll be well on your way to having a cohesive voice across all brand assets. And I've even shared my own brand voice guide with you so you can use it as a reference as you craft your own. It's like having a mentor right by your side. So go to amyporterfield.com forward slash voice guide to grab your copy of the brand voice guide outline you wish you had sooner. And I can promise you, you're going to elevate your brand instantly. That's amyporterfield.com forward slash voice guide. You're listening to the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast, episode number 188. Welcome to the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast. Business advice so easy, you'll feel like you're cheating. And now your host, Amy Porterfield. Well, hey there. Welcome back to another episode of the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast. I'm your host, Amy Porterfield, and today we are talking all about automation. Now, I want to take you back to late last year. I remember it like it was yesterday. I was practically in tears and I was just dog tired. Burnt out is an understatement for how I felt. I was beyond stressed. I felt like I didn't have a life, like I had nothing left in me. Now, in true transparency, I go through ebbs and flows in my business in terms of working too much and then realizing, wait a second, I don't like to be here. This is not why I became an entrepreneur and I've got to rein it back in. So I do a really good job of being aware of when my work-life balance is really off balance and I could bring it back, but sometimes I go way too far and I think, wait a second, I should have caught this a long time ago. I got to rein it back in. So I am not perfect by any means in the work-life balance arena. However, I am very aware of it and I'm always striving to find that white space in my business and I'm never giving up on it. And so that kind of leads me into this episode. So late last year, I remember thinking, I can't do another year like this again. This is not why I got into business for myself. And I was working for my business instead of my business working for me. Can you relate? Can I get an amen? If you're driving alone in your car, I just want you to shout it out. Amen. If you can feel this, if you know what I'm talking about, because I do think it happens to all of us somewhere in our entrepreneurial journey. Unfortunately for me, it happens a little bit more often than I'd like, which is why I have to be very aware and rein it back in. And if you've ever listened to that episode I did with my husband, Hobie, he's a really good this is not a real word, Rainer inner. He's really good at saying, whoa, Amy, this is getting a little out of control. I feel like I haven't seen you enough this week or this month, and I need you to kind of 
put things into perspective here. Remember what really matters. So it's nice to have someone on my side knowing when I'm going down that entrepreneurial rabbit hole and I got to come back. So late last year, I dove really deep into it, working on launches and new projects and different things that we had had on our plate. And I felt like I had to get it done. So when 2017 was coming around, I decided to make a bold move and basically I went evergreen in my business. So at the time of this recording, it's at the end of 2017 and I thought it's time to kind of tell you how this year went, the good, bad, and ugly. So when I say I went evergreen this year, basically that means I did very few live launches. So if I did 10 live launches last year, I don't know how many I did. It felt like I did 10. I might've done just like two this year. So I dramatically decreased the live launches and I decided to sell my signature courses, webinars that convert and courses that convert on evergreen, meaning I did automated webinars throughout this entire year. Now, part of my mission with this podcast is to be totally transparent about what I'm doing in my business. So today I'm going to walk you through how my year of automation went, what I learned, and honestly, what I will never do again. Are you ready to jump in? Let's do it. Okay. So here's how I'm going to approach this episode. It's going to be in four parts. Part one, how I approached the year of automation. Part two, what happened and the results. Part three, what I learned. And part four, how I'm going to move forward. What will the next year look like based on all of these learnings? So first, let's talk about part one, how I approached the year of automation. As I mentioned, this year I put webinars that convert and courses that convert into full automation. That means that I built out two evergreen funnels, one for each, and I did the whole shebang. Now, any of my webinars that convert members know what I mean when I say the whole shebang. That means that I did pre-webinar emails, then I would do the webinar, which was recorded, then I'd follow up with post-webinar emails, including a first day bonus and a mid-cart bonus, and then multiple cart close emails. So it was very much like a live launch, but everything was automated. We use a tool called Plus This that integrates with Infusionsoft. And so using those two tools together, we were able to create a special timeline for everybody that went into my evergreen funnel, meaning that if you join today, you would be on your own timeline in terms of when my bonuses in that promotion would expire. So it was very much like a live launch that if you didn't buy by a certain date, when you click the link, you would go to a page where I would be selling one of my courses, but all of the bonuses would go away. That's how I stay in integrity with my evergreen launches. Everybody is on their own countdown inside of the funnel. And so with that, I was able to create urgency and scarcity and that part was really, really good. We got it all dialed in. So again, I had webinars and bonuses and cart close emails and all of that with everyone being on their own timeline inside of the funnel. In addition to that, I ran Facebook ads 
to the webinar registration page. So we relied heavily this year on Facebook advertising. And with that, we had to pay really close attention to how much we were paying in terms of cost per lead, cost per registrant. And just overall, we had to track very closely the profitability of each of these funnels. And so twice a week, me and my team would come together and we'd look at the numbers. Are these webinars and these funnels working for us? That was the main question. I also work with Dominate Web Media. It's an ad agency and they run our Facebook ads for all of our evergreen funnels. So I don't have that in-house. I don't have a big enough team to manage all the ads as well. So we use an outside agency. So I kind of just wanted to set the stage in terms of what automation meant in my business. We actually didn't focus on List Builders Lab in automation. We just focused on those two programs, webinars that convert and courses that convert. So that's basically what it all looked like. Now let's move on to the vision for this. So the vision was to set it up quickly and then have a lot more time off, a lot more white space on our calendar as a team to be more creative, to take a little bit more time off, to have some breathing space. Imagine that and not have to be working on so many projects at once. I pride myself on having a small but mighty team, meaning I don't ever want a big team. So because of that, my team is really hands-on in everything that we do. And I could tell everyone was getting a little bit overwhelmed. So that's why I wanted to move more into automation. So the idea was that we would be making money every single day in the business, but not necessarily having to work on a bunch of projects at once and not having to live launch. A little bit more about live launching, if you've ever done it, it can be incredibly exhausting. I'm gonna give you a little hint, moving into the new year, my new focus and goal is to launch without being fully taxed and stressed out and overwhelmed in late nights. I'm going to change how we live launch in the new year. And I can't wait to do it and then share it with you on this podcast. Because if I can teach you anything, if I've gone before you, if you're just starting out, I don't want you to ever hit burnout. I don't want you ever to feel like, why did I get into this? This is too much. This is not the life that I wanted to create. So it is my mission to help you launch and be incredibly profitable without doing these crazy launches that literally deplete everything you've got. And I've had those experiences. So we're not doing that. And if you keep following me and you trust in me, I'm going to start showing you a more relaxed, easy, simple, yet profitable way to launch. So stay with me because there's more of that coming on this podcast. So basically that was my vision. I wanted to get this all set up really quickly and have more white space. Now, another great question to ask is how did I feel going into all of this at the beginning of last year? I felt very optimistic, but also incredibly uncertain about the goals that we were setting. I'll talk about this in a moment, but we had really big goals every single week for these two evergreen funnels. I had no idea if it was possible. I had never done it before. I've always had something evergreen running in the background, but it always felt like icing on the cake. If it did well, great, but I was live launching and that was my bread and butter. But now taking out the live launches, evergreen had to work in order for us to meet our multi-million dollar goal this year. 
And so that was very, very scary. So I will tell you that I went into this excited that I thought I was going to get a lot of time off, but very uncertain or felt very scared about the whole thing. So I did it scared, which is kind of my motto for all of you guys. So there I am practicing what I preach. All right. So let's move into part number two. I've got my notes here. You're going to hear me scratching around with the paper. Part two is what happened and the results that we got. So as I mentioned, we had huge weekly goals, tens of thousands of dollars in terms of goals for each of these funnels. And a lot of the times we hit those goals, especially early on putting this all together. But there were weeks that we didn't hit the goals, which made me very nervous because when you're an evergreen, if you want to catch up, let's say a week went by and we didn't hit our goals, catching up is tough because everything's already laid out. It's not like you're going to change a bonus or change an email or anything like that. You've got it going. Now, I take that back. You can change everything, but the whole goal was we didn't want to always be tinkering with this. So those big goals, sometimes we met them, sometimes we didn't. Another thing in terms of what happened is that it took months and months and months to get these funnels where I wanted them. I'm not actually a perfectionist. So it had nothing to do with me trying to make them perfect. It was just that I had never relied on my revenue coming from these. So it felt like I had a lot more writing on them and it's difficult to fix an automated funnel because there's no real engagement there. And so in a live launch, if something's not working, you'll hear about it in the moment and you can tweak it and you're responding to people in real time. So you're learning so much about what's working in your program, where your audience is struggling, what they need. And you can literally fix that in the moment during a live launch. I've done it many times. Evergreen, it's like things don't go well for a while before you kind of figure out what to do and fix it. Then it takes a while for that to actually get implemented and into the funnel. So I felt like big chunks of time went by where the tweaks that I wanted to implement right away, it just took forever. So this is my own experience. It didn't have to be this way, but this was my experience working with Evergreen. I felt like the turnaround took a whole lot longer to see the results from that. Also, we did a lot of tweaking, especially in the first half of the year. So because of that, that white space was like a joke. We were always tinkering inside of our funnels, looking at numbers, trying to figure out why would we hit those numbers one week and then we'd be behind the next week. And so I wasn't used to that. I wasn't used to not really knowing the answers of why something wasn't working. And that is a very uncertain feeling. So I just want to share that with you that I've always told my students that it's important to live launch in order to know what's working and what's not working. And then you can put things on automation. And that's exactly what I did. I didn't put anything on automation until I had live launched it a few times. But even after we launched it live a few times and then went into Evergreen, there was still some tweaking we needed to do. Now, the reason for that is we didn't set conservative goals. We had really big goals. Sometimes our goals were $50,000 a week for each of the funnels. 
I know that's crazy. Remember, we put money into our Facebook ads in order to fill up these webinars to hit those big numbers. And I've been doing this for a long time. So I don't suggest big goals like that for everybody. But again, remember, this was driving our revenue forward this year. We really needed to make some big numbers in order to hit the multi-million dollar goals that we set for ourselves this year. And so because those goals were so big, when we weren't hitting them, we had to get in there and fix things. So let's transition into what I learned. Now that you kind of know what happened, what took a lot of my time this year in terms of fixing the funnels, tweaking them, working with a new ads team. We had switched our ads team mid-year. We wanted to try a new team and work on different things. And so we went over to Dominate Web Media. So all of these things slowed us down. And I think that just happens sometimes in business. And I just wanted to share with you some of those struggles with Evergreen. And I thought it would be a lot easier than it was. So that is the truth. So let's get into what I learned. First, I want to stay positive because there were a lot of positives in terms of going evergreen. Number one is that you always have to try new things in your business. I want you to look at this year and really be honest with yourself and ask yourself, what did I try that was like a bold move that I made? Remember, if you listen to my podcast in the beginning of this year, I said, make some bold moves, try some new things, branch out. Mine was evergreen for sure, but did you make some bold moves? And I'm so very, very glad that we went evergreen this year so I could learn all of these different nuances about how funnels work, how my team works together, how quickly or not quickly we can get things changed based on the feedback we get from our audience. I mean, the lessons were endless. I also will say that the funnels ended up generating over $2 million in sales. So they did incredibly well, not as well as I wanted with my big audacious goals, but heck, you got to make big goals, right? It's okay if you don't always meet them, but we're going to have an amazing multi-million dollar year, well beyond 2 million because we did other stuff. So yes, the funnels were incredibly profitable for us, even though I didn't reach my big audacious goals with these evergreen funnels. Also, I will say when we're talking about learnings, the aha moments and insights will definitely propel my business forward. I'm actually very excited to start the new year with all the lessons I learned about funnels, about bonuses, about tweaking webinars, about Facebook ads, all this stuff that I get to teach all of you. So if I didn't get in the trenches this year, even though it was kind of a painful year in terms of all the tinkering and all the changes that we made inside these funnels, if I didn't do that, I wouldn't be as good of a teacher I am right this minute with all this new stuff I've learned. And I only teach what I do. So I had to do it. I had to get in there. So that was a huge, big, great bonus to this year of automation. Now, on the flip side, because it's not all about money, like if you hear me say we made over $2 million with our automated funnels, you might be like, shut up, Amy. Like I'd give anything to make a million dollars in my business and you're complaining that it didn't work. Remember, it's all relative, 100%. I don't judge you. You don't judge me. It's all relative. And also, I will say that it's not always about the money. 
So the experience and how I felt this year plays a big part. Now, I know it's about money when you don't have it. I get that. I've been there. But really, truly, I know all of us didn't get into business as entrepreneurs just because of the money. The lifestyle and choosing to live how we want to live and building a business and a life we love, that is incredibly important. So here on the flip side is what I didn't like about my year of automation. Number one, I felt that I lost connection with all of you this year. Not completely. I still feel like we've got this connection, but not nearly as strong as it could be. And when you go into automation, you really do lose that connection or some of that connection. So of course I connect with you all on social media and I've done a lot of live video this year that I think saved me. If I wasn't doing live video, I would feel shut off from all of you. I know it's a bummer that you see me on video and I don't see you, but in the comments, we get to communicate in real time. But when you live launch, you get that real time, instant connection at a time when people are deciding if they want to work with you. They're sharing with you their challenges, their worries, their fears. You get to be their go-to source. And I think that is so important as an entrepreneur, you showing up for your potential students, potential customers, your audience as a whole. And I lost some of that this year. And that was a big deal to me. And I didn't realize it till third quarter of this year, I felt depressed. There was a little bit of like, something's wrong. I feel blue. Like, I just don't know how else to explain it. And I realized I don't have the connection that I've always had with all of you. So The lesson learned here is that I will definitely do more live launches, not nearly as many as I did the year before where I burned out, but I'm definitely going to show up live in promotions more. I'm just going to do them differently next year, which I can't wait to share with you as I get into the trenches and start doing that. So one thing that's a great example is I just live launched List Builders Lab. And I loved it. I was live on video during the webinars. First time I've ever done that. The comments were insane. We kept the chat box open by accident on the first Zoom webinar. And after that, we're like, we're keeping this open all the time. You guys were amazing. Like one person said, oh, I missed that slide. I wish I took a snapshot. And another woman said, oh, I got a snapshot. Here you go. And everyone was helping each other. They were, and the questions you all were asking during my List Builders Lab live launch incredible, best quality questions I've ever gotten on webinars. So I was back in the game late this year and it just reminded me, this is where I'm supposed to be. Not all the time, but more often than totally pulling back. I pulled back way too much on the live launches this year. And speaking of learnings, one other thing that I feel is important to talk about, but I don't see a lot of entrepreneurs that teach kind of the same stuff I teach talk about enough, is that I do believe product fatigue is a real thing, and you have to be very careful. So webinars that convert and courses that convert have been out for a while, and although they're still selling well, I've noticed that I need to definitely pay close attention to 
the fact that maybe they need a new bonus or maybe I need to shift this or change that or definitely keep them updated. And so I've been on a mission to do so, meaning we're adding a brand new bonus to webinars that convert all around how to launch a live workshop if you don't have a pre-recorded course. So we're building out an entire bonus around that. And I think that will breathe new life into it. We learned a little bit more about who our audience is this year with webinars that convert. We found out that many of them joined the program and have nothing to sell. So once I found that out, I thought, oh, we're going to update this program with this brand new bonus. I think we need to do that pretty regularly, maybe even once a year for the programs that we continue to sell over and over again, because it brings new life to them. It makes them excited. It makes you more excited as a course creator to talk about them. It allows you to tweak your messaging if needed, and it allows more people to look at it in a different way. Like, oh, wait, webinars that convert is going to help me sell even when I don't have something to sell yet. Maybe I'll pay attention next time I see her talking about her webinar around this program. So updating a program, keeping it fresh, adding new bonuses, I think is important, especially if it's on Evergreen. Two more lessons I want to share with you. I've always said this, my students know this, but there is definitely an increased perceived value for a live launch versus an Evergreen launch. Launch, promotion, whatever you want to call it, if it's live, people show up differently. There is no way around it. And I've always said this and always known this. Here's the thing though, when you are on Evergreen, you're promoting every single day. So I have a webinar running at multiple times a day, every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So that's very different than two weeks of live launching. So even though the perceived value is greater during a live launch, you still can come out even in the wash if you do it right, because you're running the evergreen promotion every day, regardless There is a higher perceived value with live launching. So if you only do evergreen, I feel like you're losing that excitement and that energy. And that leads me to my final big learning. And that is that the energy around live launching is like magic. It is. It might sound dramatic, but people rally behind something. They get excited. You are solidifying your team. I don't know if you guys have ever been in a live launch, but if you have, you know, your team rallies together. When you meet your goals, it's a huge celebration. When you don't meet your goals, you get tighter and trying to figure out as a team how you're going to do it. So there is a magic that you lose if you don't live launch at all throughout the year. Now, I did two live launches this year. B-School was live. I did live webinars. I showed up live on video and then List Builders Lab. But that's dramatically different than all the other live stuff I used to do. So I just felt like I lost some of the magic going full evergreen. So let's move into how I'm going to move forward. I've already hinted at a bunch of this, but for next year, I'm definitely going to do a mix of live launching and evergreen. I will never give up evergreen. I think as entrepreneurs, it is a great way to reach more people, to promote consistently so you don't have those huge highs and lows in your revenue. It's very consistent when you have evergreen. That was another big bonus to doing evergreen this year. And also, I think it's a great way to get your products and promotions out there, but not always having to show up so you don't burn out. 
However, I don't need to say it anymore. That live launching component in your business is not only good for your students, it's good for you as an entrepreneur. So next year, I'm going to do a nice mix of both. Okay. So there's going to be a really nice mix next year, but here's what I'll say to kind of wrap things up. You never want to reach burnout, but you also don't want to reach a point that you just keep doing the same thing over and over again, because as an entrepreneur, I'm guessing you like variety and you like to change things up and you like that excitement. And I think that's why it's hard sometimes to be an entrepreneur and have that work-life balance because you don't want to get burned out, but you want to try exciting things. You want to do all things all at once because you're excited, but you also want the white space. I mean, the struggle is real for sure, but be aware of it like I am. Just be really aware and you will always find that opportunity to come back to where you feel is a really nice balance, not a perfect balance, but a nice balance for you. I also want to encourage you to mix things up as we move into next week's episode and I help you plan out your next year. Keep in mind, you definitely want to try new things, make bold moves. I do not regret my year of automation at all, but I will not repeat it. The lessons, the insights, the aha moments, the revenue, all of that was so worth it. And I know how I want to live my life. I know how I want to show up with all of you. And this wasn't it. So I've got to just change things up. And that's the beauty of calling the shots. When you're an entrepreneur, you get to change direction whenever you want. You got to love that. And the last thing as we wrap this up is that I want to be a fierce protector of my own work-life balance. And I want to be a really good example to you. So you will hear me talk about this more and more in the coming year through this podcast, because I think that's an important topic we need to remember as we dive into funnels and Facebook ads and challenges and webinars and all that good stuff that we absolutely love. So that is my promise to you. All right, guys, I hope you found this valuable. I talked a lot about me in this episode, what I did, but many of you have been asking me to share more of my own experiences in my business so you can see how it works and how it hasn't worked. And that's exactly what this episode was all about. I hope you walk away with some new insights and learnings and new ways to look at how you might approach evergreen and live in your business. Okay. I can't wait to connect with you again next week. I've got a great episode. I'm not even going to give it away. I'm just going to tease you and let you know it is so good. So I hope you tune in next week. Remember every Thursday, a brand new episode is released and I can't wait to connect with you again. Then have a wonderful week. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast at www.amyporterfield.com. 